You're listening to the What Do You Actually Do podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview, a useful tip or encouraging message to help you find your place in the professional world. Hello and welcome to this episode of What Do You Actually Do? My name is Kate Morris and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the healthcare sector. Today, we're joined by Kate Powell, who works at St. Leonard's Hospice as Compliance and Corporate Services Manager. So, Kate, what do you actually do? Hi, Kate. I am responsible for managing the non-clinical functions in the hospice that keep us safe. So I'm matron in high-vis. Lovely. I manage health and safety, the facilities team, the housekeeping team and catering. What are the key elements of your role within that then? You're sort of managing lots of different teams. Problem solving, probably, and keeping an overview of everything and making sure that we maintain compliance with the statutory requirements we've got, that we can evidence where we are compliant when we have CQC inspections, who are the Ofsted of the Mm -hmm. healthcare world. Um, So when they come in for an inspection, we need to prove that we are doing the checks on water hygiene, that we are um, keeping patient bedrooms clean, that our building is safe and all of that sort of thing. So you did your undergraduate degree in English. Yes. So where did your interest in sort of healthcare and all this kind of health and safety stuff kind of come from? Fell into it really. I'd been working after graduation. um, I was working in event production for eight years, which was just fun. Yes. But that gave me the Ability to project manage, to plan, to work to schedules, to manage a budget um, and then various other industries that I worked in until I was temping in Leeds and was put forward for a role as a project manager for a new hospital that was being built Mm -hmm. in the centre of Leeds for the commissioning of it. And I was supposed to be on a five-week contract and I was there 16 years in (laughs) So I think healthcare is just fundamentally so important for everybody and to be able to work within it and make a difference for people is really important. So you've mentioned that a lot of the transferable skills that you gain from events and maybe from English as well kind of helped you break into that. But what other kind of personal strengths or qualities as a person do you think you need to have to work in that kind of role that does involve so much problem solving and and overseeing so many different teams? I think the main thing is being able to deal with the emotional side Mm. of things. Um, The hospice that I work now, obviously it's um, end of life care, it's palliative care, and to be able to deal with that on a daily basis and I'm I'm pretty far removed from it I don't have much interaction with the patients or their families but what I do makes it easier for the clinical staff to focus on what they do um, but it's taken me quite a while to man up to be able to deal with that sort of mm. thing um, I think a sense of humour is critical resourcefulness quick thinking and the ability to change your priorities mm. at the drop of a hat because you never know what's going to happen. But that's what I love about it. That's <clears> the <throat> unpredictability of my working day that is really enjoyable rather than having a uh, job where you know exactly what you're going to be facing on a daily basis. Is there anything yeah. that you mm. kind of 
find challenging about the job? Anything you don't like about it? There's nothing I don't like about it. The things I find challenging are the manner management side of things where I've got, um, and this has always been the case, where I'll have difficult situations to Mm. manage um, with performance or behaviours that aren't as they should be. Um, But the best approach for dealing with that is just honesty and straightforwardness and no judgment, um, which I'm developing. Um, (laughs) And... Sometimes you can have multiple things happening at once and then it is just a case of taking a step back and just going, right, actually, what is the priority I need to deal with now? Um, And that's, again, you learn. You learn as you go along. Can you give an example of like what kind of things can go wrong then? If you're saying you could have multiple things that need dealing with and you can work out what's the priority. So you could be in a situation where, um, in my previous role at Nuffield's Hospital, I had numerous um, elements to my role. So I was in charge of procurement, so I could be dealing with a month-end reporting or a stock take, which requires detailed concentration Mm. when a health and safety incident happens at the same time. So then you've got a reporting time pressure that needs doing, plus an immediate health and safety Mm. incident patients just trip down the stairs uh you know something has happened that needs attending to so it's that sort of thing mm. just being able to juggle that and it, it genuinely comes down to common sense yeah what's the important thing to deal with right there <clears throat> well common sense but also that ability to work under pressure and not yes. kind of be swayed by who's shouting the loudest yes being able to think it's normally me. <laughs> yeah. that so that's all i get then. <laughs> no, no retaining calm under pressure is yeah. really key i find it exhausting to deal with people who don't remain calm. Yeah. Um, it adds to the adrenaline. Yeah. And in those situations, you do need to have a bit of distance, a bit of calm, and just get things done yeah. quickly. So what do you think the key challenge will be for the sector over the next few years? You know, I'm just thinking about students who might be thinking about wanting to break into the sector. What should they be thinking about in terms of how to prepare or what might be coming up that they could be anticipating? I think the main thing that keeps cropping up um, in our discussions at the hospice is the ageing population and the impact that has where we know that people are living longer, that this is unprecedented, Mm -hmm. so we don't actually know what the health requirements will be of people as they live into their 90s or into the hundreds. Um, And then the pull on resources Mm. as a result of that we know the nhs is massively stretched the way that gets funded and managed i think is a massive issue that needs resolving um and i'm not sure that anyone really has a clear idea Mm. as how to do it but it's such an immensely rewarding field to work in and having gone from the shiny event production and advertising world where everything was fabulous and (laughs) to go to something that's actually fundamentally making a difference to people's lives is really really gratifying lovely and any sort of final advice for students who are thinking they might want to sort of break into this sector any tips for, for getting in i think any um volunteering you can do any work experience you can do um i don't know how the nhs post graduate um, 
management scheme works because I like I said I've, I've fallen into the yeah. job that I've done but just having really good transferable skills being open being honest being kind and having a sense of humor we'll put details of the NHS mm. graduate mm. scheme on our website but if they were looking at because St Ed's is a charity right? it is yeah so to to get into that would it be a case of they just write speculative applications to, to the, hospices or charities excuse like me that? the jobs are advertised online through the St Leonard's website okay. I think for the more senior positions there it, there are recruitment firms that are right. used as well mine was advertised on Facebook I, okay. the job was advertised earlier this year and um, so they use social media to yeah. publicise their jobs as well. But there's a volunteer workforce of about a thousand mm. throughout all the different areas of St. Leonard's. And I know there have been people who have been volunteers who then progress to having a, okay. a, a position, a paid in employment position so that's a good way in to check it out and also yeah. it could potentially lead to other things yeah it gives you a good taste for what it yeah. is that we do um and you know i think generally just having that open approach to um you know speculative inquiries i when yeah. i first heard about the job i contacted them and said could i come for an informal visit mm. and then you know you spend time having a look around the site and meeting the key people mm. and um just getting a feel for it because it has to be right for them and it has to be right for you yeah. as well okay well that's really helpful thank you so much for uh, sharing your story today <laughs> um and see you next time thank you very much thanks for joining us this week on what do you actually do this episode was hosted by myself kate morris edited by stephen furlong and produced by both of us if you love this podcast, spread the word and subscribe. Are you eager to get more tips? Follow University of York Careers and Placements on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All useful links are in this episode description. This has been produced at the University of York Careers and Placements. For more information, visit york.ac.uk forward slash careers.